Hey there, and welcome to day 223 of Don't Forget Your Worth, the podcast with the matching YouTube channel titled Just the Same. I'm Andrea, and uh, oh my gosh, you guys, I'm so thankful it's Friday evening and just the tail end of a really rough week. We did get an apology out of a porcupine person that kind of stormed through the end of my day yesterday because it was such a shame. It should have been such a good day. You know, I got to go look at this 40-acre property with a house on it and, you know, was considering making an offer and blah, blah. And it just like, it just like shoved the whole scene aside. And, you know, I just, I couldn't even get over the day. And yet they did apologize. But you guys, I'm going to say this, is that when you receive an apology from somebody that consistently does the same thing over and over again, you can start to doubt whether they're really sorry, right? Like if some of you ever been through that where you're like, yeah, right, you know, like <laughs> you just don't want to be in trouble or have things be awkward with us anymore. Does anybody relate? My gosh, is right. And so I'm, I'm going to just explain to you just some verbiage that is really healthy to use because trust me, I've been through a few porcupine people in my days and it literally is to say, you know what? I absolutely forgive you. But in order for me to know that you're sorry, the real way that I'm going to know that you're sorry is that you truly aren't going to be doing it anymore. You're truly not going to do it again. You know, so it isn't, um, and it, it's very common for, it's very common for, an abusive personality to continue in the same medium and, and come to you with that same, I'll never do it again. I'll never do it again. I'll never. And you guys, that's where you really start to differentiate someone who is sorry and just had a bad moment and somebody that actually truly is abusive and they cannot help this pattern. So I give that to you before we even get going. Um, but anyway, I just wanted you to know, I'm going to share my sticky, tricky, icky hard with you. I just am. I, I really feel like the enemy works so much and gets so much thrill out of people feeling shame or wanting to keep quiet about things or, um, you know, very much feeling alone in a situation by keeping them quiet. I, I just, I don't give him that gravity in my life. He doesn't have it. He doesn't earn it. He doesn't own it. So just don't give it to the little twit. Just be done with him. And you can talk to him like that. I full on do. I'm like, just get your get your little, you know, get your little self out of here because <laughs> you you have to say that to the enemy, you know, just get him on his way. But anyway, okay, you guys, I found a piece that I'm going to read tonight that's called Jesus Has Me in a Headlock. And so it begins. Your family simply did something we didn't. And that is all that I knew. What do you mean? I said into the phone, responding to a voice that I hadn't heard since grade school. And then it says in italics, I do not have a clue who I'm talking to anymore. God's child, his ordained call. Well, like at one of our slumber parties, you and Karina usually had to get into church clothes the next morning and leave the party a bit earlier to go to church. To my family, it was just another Sunday, that dreaded day before work and school started again. I laughed a real nervous. I, I can't really see where you're going with this laugh. Ugh, did we ever invite you? I'm not sure. It was so long ago, she said. I'm surprised. I don't really remember either. But because we lived in the country and we went to a church in town, I highly doubt it. It was such a drive for us as it was. 
You were the sweetest person I ever knew, she said. I didn't always feel included at school because we didn't have a very nice home and my clothes were never as nice as yours and Karina's. But you both were always so nice to me, though, and I loved the way you two made me feel rather than how I felt at home. And it says in italics again, it's, it's hard to read these out to you guys because like the italics are my ticker tape. I call it my ticker tape. It's that little voice in your head. It's the things that you hear outside of conversation. It's your thoughts. It's the things that you rewind or the things that you think, right? So, so my italics are my ticker tape. And it says in italics, is this where I asked this quote strange woman what was going on in her life at home? Who am I talking to? Why did she call? Is there something hard going on in her life right now? Just listen, Andrea. I just somehow knew that my life wasn't going to be as great as yours. It just wasn't in the cards for me. Now this I didn't recognize, but the voice and the pity party kind of mentality? Come on, Andrea, join her or pull her out. Aha. Now I remember just, quote, who I am talking to. So with that, the who isn't like, it isn't saying anything negative about this friend from my past whatsoever. That who is the enemy, you guys. The who is me recognizing that these lies have just gotten into her head. So I'm going to show you what the Lord does, right? Life without Jesus and truth has jam-packed us with lies. Jesus himself is more than happy to unpack every last one of those lies for you. He loves to remind the enemy of his meek future. Jesus promises, promises us food and clothing, never shelter. Go ahead, look for it. You won't find it. Nice homes are not blessing. Nice clothes are not blessing and money is not blessing. They are blessings to us, which means that we extend thanks to him for all things, but they are not blessings for us as in reward for some great pleasing deeds. On the contrary, Jesus' brother James reminds us that suffering, trials of many kinds, should be considered a pure joy. That is where blessing lives. That is usually where we have to, have to, have to cuddle up close to Jesus, ever known him or not. It's moments like this I will describe to a friend. I'm thinking Jesus has me in a headlock. <laughs> There's nothing else who could help me out other than him. It is a most loving move on his part. He wants us close. He wants us to notice him. He wants us to trust only him, big time. He, he becomes our only hope, our only option. But trials will never be joy without Jesus. Instead, they, just, they will just be stinky trials that will make you feel alone, unloved, and not as good as. That's where the enemy smells fresh prey. Lie. But it's too late for me. Light. It is never too late to grow close to Jesus. Snuggle right up and serve him. Go ahead and find your calling or spiritual gifts at 85. That has to just make him right proud. Lie. But everything I would have to give up would change who I am. Light. Those things that you would have to give up are all there to destroy you now and destroy you in the end. Look closer. They are destroying you. 
lie. But my friends might have to change, and my family might think that I am weird. Light. Father God can speak light right into you regarding this. Listen, and listen real close. Ask him. He is right there for you. Just because you were not brought up with Jesus doesn't make you less than or too late. Man, those are both just such ridiculous lies. I assure you that you are perfection to him and that you are right on time. You were created by him and for him to love and be loved. Jesus is the only thing that will ever remain the same in your life. Nothing and nobody else can promise you that. Please grab hold of him for yourself and your family and your children and your children's children right away. Today sounds great. It will be far, it will be by far the best choice that you could ever make, as in ever. And if you already know him, are you loving him right well by loving his quote, least of these? Do we cruise right by his homeless in a Mercedes? Are we Jesus in action? Are we Jesus with skin on? Do we invite our favorite people to dinner or do we invite, quote, the porcupine people that are tricky and prickly to hug on and love? Are you telling anybody about your Jesus or are they to just, quote, pick up on him by watching the way that you live? It is time to re-examine the way that we are living and make a few tweaks, clean some skeletons out of our closets, take on a lifelong remodel, or Jesus, show me if I need to knock it to the foundation and start from ground up. Do not continue on the way that you have been going. Jesus wants so much more for you. Abundant life. Abundant. Feel abundance to the core. When a homeless woman says, God bless you first and easier than you do. Feel abundance to the very core. When you completely heal people just with your simple words, start with, I love you. Feel abundance to the core. When you have access to the king of all kings all day long, only because his son gave up his life just to be with you just to be with you. I love you. Hmm. Isn't that funny? These words, I've got to look. Jesus, God is super good at what he does. I've got to look. Okay, so when were these written? You guys, is hang in there. Jesus, Jesus has me in a headlock May 1st of 2013. So I'm sitting in 2022. <laughs> so that would be... Almost nine years. Shizos, you guys. Okay, so ridiculously cool. This friend that I had not talked to since grade school that I apparently talked to probably nine years ago. Her family is ridiculously loving the Lord. <laughs> her family is ridiculously loving the Lord. She even, she has a new boyfriend. She's cute as bee's knees. She has a new boyfriend and and uh, they're just darling, you know, Um just too cute. The interesting thing is remember how these words, like I, I don't even know, you know, like I say, I don't usually read ahead. I just read a few sentences in and I kind of let the Lord just 
impress something on me that this is the one to read and I read it. And then he does crazy things to me through it too. <laughs> it's not just like we're in this together. It's not just it's not just my readers are readers. Y'all's are no longer readers. It's not just my listeners, but he's doing a thing in me too. So you can imagine, here I am. I just went and looked at a house on a piece of property, or 40 acres, might I add, which is a spiritual number. And this little thing, I'm telling you what, by the time the inspection report came back, it would have need absolutely knocked to the foundation. So what words were in that piece I just read to you? It was about a remodel or knocking, and it was through our spirituality, but knocking things to the foundation and starting again. It's sitting right there, like the same day that I go see. It just kind of cracks me up. It just does. It's like he's always talking to me through these little things that are going on in my life that for some odd, strange reason, why would I have written those words? You know, it's like, that's kind of a weird analogy of the way to look at um, kind of self-examining where you're at spiritually with the Lord. But that's what I wrote nine years ago. And I read it. (laughs) I read it tonight. So, um, so yeah, did I tell you? I went and looked at a little place tonight. Um, and uh, we're going to go take a peek at it on Sunday. And uh, I'll just kind of at least have some space and time to be with the Lord alone this weekend beforehand to kind of sense out what he's needing. I, You know, it really just shakes me when I think about rooting down somewhere and And then, like I say, I had this porcupine person breeze through and it just kind of throws things. It's like, things aren't all that comfortable. And so am I, you know, I'm always kind of in this stage stage and place of, you know, just what is he doing? Like, you guys, I just started moving to the farmhouse. You guys have been with me on this long, goofy journey that I didn't even know was starting the very day I started this podcast. I had no idea. Some of you know, some of you don't. The very day I started this podcast, July 31st, I did not know that that day I was going to be putting in my 60-day notice at the place that I was living without a clue of where I was going next, okay? (laughs) And then I went up to this Oh my gosh, this darling fairy tale condominium up at the resort, seriously, right at the ski resort, up on uh, up on the hillside. It was absolutely dreamy for a month. And then I come down because I, I have this house under contract. I come down to um, only have a, a house contract fall apart and I move into this farmhouse, but I'm not sure if I'm moving into it and there's contractors coming and going and, you know, the whole... I, it just has been so crazy. So that's what I was saying to a friend is I'm like, just watch. I will move all my stuff now into the farmhouse and then the Lord will be like, there's your place. <laughs> so I'll get to move it all again. So this is true story. True story. Um, we have a uh, We have a box truck at the showroom. And so just last night, I had the opportunity. It was finally, we'd offloaded cabinets at a at a job site and so I had an opportunity to take the box truck and move all my furniture in (laughs) and yet I decided not to I was like I am so burnt out of of moving I just and of course I'd had such a week with this porcupine blow through and so I just went "Uh uh-uh I am so just going to be with the Lord this weekend I'm gonna nest and create I'm gonna get out I'm gonna enjoy this sweet little you know resort town I have to love on and and 
I'm not doing it. I'm like, no, <laughs> because like I say, even just since I came home, I you know it's okay, little mister. I'll be right with you. Hey, lay down, buddy. Oh, so just even since then, of course, I went and looked at this other house. And if I end up making an offer on that, no, I don't want to move. My furniture is all oversized. All of it's oversized. Um, it, even the armoires, uh, I have two armoires that are extra tall that they they have to come in through the garage and the whole thing. So it's like, I don't want to move all this stuff twice. And I've just got to listen to the Lord and see what he wants because I'm panicked. I I just am like, I'm just panicked. You know, I don't want to make the wrong move. You all have been there. And I'm sure the Lord's like, I've got you, Andrea. And I already know where you're going next. And, you know, just listen and be obedient to me. And and so that's what I'm trying to do this weekend. But that's the biz, you guys. Like, I went and looked at a cute little log home tonight um, at, in a, you know, in a forest, just absolutely darling, cute as bees and ease. Um, but um, we don't get to get in there just because of their uh, stipulations around their showings until Sunday. So I'll hang in there. No big deal. Just two long days, you guys. <laughs> I'm kidding. It'll be here before we know it. But I'll be chatting at y'all. I'm sure cup in hand tomorrow morning. Have a great night. Take care.